0: oklahoma business down in El reno they're also in bethany as well so people in the bethany area know the diffies really well but if you're looking for anything new used um ford lincoln or whatever i'm sure they could find anything you want um check them out DiffyFord.net, and then on instagram at diffieford lincoln what's up guys welcome back to another episode of this is oklahoma my coon here host back with another episode down in yukon oklahoma today Right off Route 66. um, You know, I do this podcast. uh, I I share a lot of stories. A lot of them are Oklahoma-themed. And and there's some that that I do that may be sponsor-inspired, but I, I enjoy every story. And there's others that I do that are purely just for me <laughs> and uh, my love of golf and cars is usually tied into those one of those episodes is going to be today's episode because we are at finale speed down in yukon um they're building some of the best cars in the world and uh, you would never know it um but hopefully you follow them on instagram after this uh, this episode because um yeah even if you don't like cars you would uh, get some sense of just wowness, I think is probably the right word for it uh, when you come down here. But it gives me great pleasure to introduce uh, Mr. JD to the podcast uh, to tell his story and to talk a little bit about uh, Finale Speed. And you know, what it is that you guys do here. So, JD, thanks for inviting me down. Mike, thank you for uh, coming out and letting us share this story. Super excited. Um, so, I think uh, the reason I came down, the reason I was, it was on my radar was I saw that viral video uh, that Noah did for you guys. Right. Which was incredible. Uh, we just checked. It's at 43 million views, and that's just on his page. It's, you know, millions and millions of views uh, across other pages that have been reposted. Um, and is it Steve? Steve Smith, yes. Steve's in that
1: video. Yes. Who- Obviously looks the part. The perfect Dodge guy, that's Definitely. for certain. In fact, when uh, when we were contacted to get this whole thing, they had seen pictures mm-hmm. of our facility, and Steve was in the background working on one of the cars. And we're like, oh, my gosh, this guy just looks like the guy that would have a charger in his garage at home. And so that's that's how Steve... Became the, the face, basically, of that, that, that video with Noah. Whether he wanted it or not. Right? <laughs> and he's loved every minute of it because it's so funny. Steve is usually our quiet, the guy that doesn't yeah. want to stand out. But he's had more fun. We were just at a recent uh, cruise in for cancer car event and Steve attended that and literally people are coming you're the guy from the video and all the time he's getting likes and followers and things like that. So it's really neat. He's a local guy. Uh, he's been with us for 25 years. Believe it or not, working for the family that founded Classic Recreations. He he's part of crew number one. Yeah. So for him to get to de- be part of this and, so awesome. uh, be proud of what he builds. Right. So it's, it's really exciting. I'm really happy for Steve.
0: Yeah. Well, and also it's, it's great because I know you guys are super proud of where you come from, right? Yes. And in that video, you can tell that, you know, that you're out in the back roads kind of by, uh, the, out in the farm out there by, um, the funks kind of yes, land. Mm-hmm. And also, you know, you've got the flour mill and just how everything ties together in that video. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And it's hard to put into
1: context, you know, 43 million people have seen that video. It's, it's, it's really exciting. So uh, Finale Speed, uh, where there's nine of us mm-hmm. that, that build these cars and uh, it's it's very family oriented, very small group, but yet everything, all the guys that work here, we're all friends outside of work. We are very concerned with everything that goes on. So it is a great place to work. Everybody says, oh, do you like your job? I'm pretty certain all nine of us love our jobs and love coming to work.
0: Yeah, that's great to have, right? And uh, it helps when you're all working long hours or getting cars ready for shows. I know we have SEMA coming up, um, and this will go out after SEMA, but, you know, you guys are prepping, ready, and, and everyone's working hard, ready for the next show, and, you know, it's great when you're all a family together, right? And,
1: and we're playing with world-class supercars every day. That's not a bad gig yeah. right there when you're getting to see, uh, you were, you got to walk around and see some mm-hmm. of the things that are going on. Uh, I even told you earlier, this is the North Pole of the car world. Mm-hmm. Literally, the toys that are here they are just finest examples of custom cars in the world. And it's happened in Yukon, Oklahoma. You know, you think of Miami. You think about Sacramento car car places. But right here in Yukon, Oklahoma, we're building world-class cars. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. Uh, So before we dive into all the the cars and, and talk about kind of the business set a little bit of context, tell me a little bit about you. Are you born and raised in Oklahoma? Are you from
1: from Yukon originally as well? So I'm from Midwest City. Okay. Um, from my, my family, had car dealerships. So I had no choice basically to grow up loving cars. As a toddler, my dad uh, uh, worked at different Chevrolet stores and then opened up his own business. And I've, I've done nothing but cars. I graduated from Oklahoma City University. Uh went to work for Classic Recreations uh-huh. uh, with Jason Engel, who founded that company 17 years ago and got my passion for working with muscle cars. And it just kind of evolved from there. And then in 2021, we uh, founded uh, Finale Speed here in Yukon. My wife is from Yukon, so that's what lured me to this this area. But in 2021, we opened up Finale Speed was lucky enough that uh, the team of craftsmen and things like that that had worked with the previous company for years and years all decided that, hey, listen, let's, let's do this new venture. Let's go into Dodge. Let's go into Chevrolet. And next thing you know, we've got a car being prepped for um, speed weeks in Detroit. Dodge invited us out and said, hey, we want to see what you guys can do. And so we, we got a Charger, 1970 Charger, a rolling chassis. We put it in a trailer. We decided to, to make the drive out to Speed Weeks. Where it was in the trailer, we had checked into a hotel in our marketing company. Uh, we weren't last as by Dodge at the time. And our marketing company said, hey, listen, some guys want to see your Charger. We want to see what you guys are bringing before you unveil it tomorrow. And so uh, Daryl Masters, who's our uh, lead tech, He and I were at the hotel. We had left the car back at this racetrack called M1. And I said, okay, we'll meet you guys in about 45 minutes. Very nonchalant. Went went back to the racetrack. We're standing at the the trailer. We hadn't unloaded the car yet. And this Dodge Ram pulls up real quick. These four guys bounce out. And again, uh, Jason and I knew everyone in the Ford world, but we didn't know anyone from Mopar, anybody else. Well, these four guys bounce out, and they're shorts and a ball cap, and they're standing around, and okay, great. And instead of backing the car out, they actually got into the big enclosed trailer and were kind of shimmying uh, down the side of the car, and they're talking about this, and one of the guys goes, hey, TK, look at this. Again, I don't know who TK is, uh, but in all reality... Uh, it was Tom Sockerman. And with Tom Sockeman, who is president of Dodge, he's like, oh, this is great. Well, they, they roll this car back out. Everyone's standing around. And they said, do you mind if we put this in the showcase tonight? And we're like, oh, no. And again, we're very humble. We're, we're nine guys from Oklahoma. And here the president of Dodge is with his senior staff all looking at different aspects of the car. And he said, wow, you guys are one of the first crew that have over delivered in such a short time. Yeah. And so we're humbled and we're great. And we, we put the car on the showroom floor there in one for Dodge's Speed Weeks, where they unveiled this car live on uh, Monday in front of the entire, it was a live podcast that Tim Kineskis put on this big show. Lights went down. Uh, it, was in, it was like a rock concert, Mike. And the way that Tam presented those cars, you want to see something wild. You want to see something crazy. Well, here it is. Here's a 1970 Dodge Charger with a 6.2 Hellcat, all carbon fiber. And the lights went down, and it was clapping, and I was standing next to some of the Dodge people, and they had their phones out, and all the little hearts and likes that go up. Uh, It was just overwhelming as far as how cool the car was. They then said, okay, uh, we want to license you on the spot. We want you at SEMA next to our electric car, the the Banshee. They were unveiling that. And so from there, we got the car ready. Two months later, we were at SEMA in the Dodge booth. So we had gone from April to now November, licensed by Dodge, and in the Dodge booth at SEMA. So it's been a whirlwind.
0: Uh, It's amazing. Um, I... Before we dive into all that, because I want to talk about that, I want to. Um, There's a lot to unpack before that. Um, growing up in the car scene, growing up around cars and, and dealerships in Midwest City for you. Why did you choose to go to university instead of being a mechanic or working in the cars? Because that's you know, a lot of people in that in that industry would have just been like, I don't need to go to university. I'm going to go and you know, be a mechanic or do like what. What was the choice to go to OCU? My
1: parents would love for me to answer that question because they could have <laughs> saved a fortune, right? Yes. Uh, no, actually, I, I studied criminal justice and was going to okay. go into uh, the FBI as, was, uh, as you grew up. You're, you're from England, so James Bond is the iconic of all cool guys, right? And so I, I wanted to be James Bond. Uh, unfortunately, I graduated from OCU in uh, 1995 during the the, Murabur, the, the bombing. And so that said, everything uh, put, I was an intern at the federal building. And when the building exploded and lots of lives were lost, it changed my perspective on everything into which go to work with your family. And I uh, went to work selling cars for my dad in Midwest city. Uh, Jay Single, who I've referred to several times, my best friend growing up. Uh, I always tell the story about how our moms were best friends and I was literally in the hospital room when Jason, I was, I'm a year older than Jason, but I literally was in the hospital room when Jason's mom gave birth to Jason. So we've grown up together our entire lives and our families have that car lineage all woven together. So working with my dad selling used cars, uh, Jason had this wild hair to start building muscle cars and I saw how much fun he was having. And uh, our friendship, one thing led to another. He decided to give me a shot selling car, working with Jason. And that was 17 years ago. And my passion for muscle cars has just, uh, it's every day. How did we choose Dodge? Because the Dukes of Hazard, growing up was my favorite television show. Who, who didn't want to, I still on occasion want to slide across the hood of a car just to make people think that I'm crazy. And I'm a little overweight and out of shape, but it's still fun to try. But seeing a Dodge Charger, in my opinion, one of the yeah. most iconic cars ever. Next thing you know, we're we're, we're building it here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm also
0: glad you've not welded the doors on your ones too, because <laughs> it's a lot harder to get in and out of a car when the doors are welded. Yes, um, yes. I don't see you jumping one either
1: anytime soon. <laughs> well, some of these roads out here in Yukon, and yeah. I'll tell you what, the <laughs> carbon fiber doesn't weigh much. Yeah, so. that's
0: for sure. That's awesome. So uh, when you, when you go, you know, obviously the 95 happens, right? Uh, horrendous, you know incident happens and, and you are very close to that. You know yes. a lot of people in that and that's kind of the industry that you want to go into and, and you know, have a quick change of heart. Go work for your dad selling used cars in Midwest city. Um, what kind of cars are there at the moment and how, how old are you? you just graduated from university so you yes, your like, early was, 20s? I was
1: going to say about 21, yeah. 20, yeah. 21. Yeah. So what are you driving at that time? Uh, you know, I, I was pretty fortunate at the time. I think I had a '91 Corvette, okay. so I was a very, very lucky. Fun, fun cars. I've always, always had a passion for fun cars. That's the one. Growing up in the car business, it's just kind of one of those things. You've always had a pretty fun car. Yeah. So, but at, at Dad's place, we sold anything from a. He specialized in low miles used vehicles. Okay. And, and lots of trucks mm-hmm. here in Oklahoma. Things you know, trucks are very, very popular. Yeah. But yeah, they, he had been on that facility at that, that corner, if you want. It's a corner of Midwest City for 30 plus years. Yeah. And so he retired a few years ago, but it's uh, that's that's where I got the the the, the knowledge of cars and putting together building contacts because that's what the car business is.
0: Yeah.
1: In the used car level or the level of used cars, it's still contacts into what we do today. Mm-hmm. It's all about relationships. It's all about uh, um, developing at this point contacts in the field of carbon fiber and the the chassis business, it's all about who you know and uh, yeah. building quality stuff. Standing behind what you build.
0: Right. And I mean I obviously have been here, you know, for for thirty minutes plus now and, and I get the sense that you're you know you're you're very comfortable in telling taking people around, telling the story like you're a very personal human being rather than maybe a mechanic who just leave me alone, let me do my thing. Um, what did you ever think about, you know, is there part of you that like Love to build Legos as, as a kid and want to put engines together, or would you rather the the business side of it and the the relationship side of it?
1: I'm all about the relationships. Okay. That, in fact, that's that's uh, for me. Uh, there, I'm smart enough to surround myself with eight other. The best in the industry, guys, anything from our painters that are, in my opinion, with the developing of the technology and the translucent paint that brand, both our brandons do to Kalen on our fab shop. Where everybody here is the best at what they do. I get to talk about their job. I get to sit back and take all the credit for the finished cars and, and, and look back, but the, the, the contacts and the relationship with our clients. I'm smart enough to know, hey, listen, I'm visiting with Mike today. Mike's from the UK. Mike likes golf. Mike likes to talk about cars. Mike's dad was in town the other day. I've always had a, a gift for picking up on that and for lack of better words, making you feel comfortable talking to me. And in the and in the custom car world, when you're talking half million dollar cars, trust is the most oh, there's a lot of builders out there. But when you have to trust someone to put a deposit of half a million dollars down uh, or, or in this case half a deposit $250,000 down there has to be a trust involved a relationship has to be built yeah. and I've been very lucky to be that guy that people do trust and, and a lot of that is because the people that uh, work here. And with the cars we build, we've never done anything to betray anyone's trust. So the people that are buying these cars do do their due diligence and they find okay, these great, these guys are great to work with. And uh, one thing that I, I'm very lucky I've built cars for the vice president of Gatorade, funny story. And, and he was in a conference thing and I give, I call all the clients all the time and say, Hey, listen, we're working on your car today. We did this. Um, and Ron was in a meeting. And next thing I know, I, I call him and he FaceTime. He answers the phone on FaceTime. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm Tom Asker. Hey, hold on one second. And they have a screen in their conference room. And somehow he takes his phone and he mirrors the screen up to where there's this probably 12 people around this conference table. He goes, hey, listen, we all want to see the car. I've interrupted this this meeting at Gatorade with all these big shots because they wanted to see the car. Because everyone loves cars, um, and the car culture, uh, it, it doesn't matter if you're a vice president of Gatorade or you're a school teacher here in Yukon that we're restoring your car. Everyone has that respect for cars and, and the passion for cars, and, a, and everybody's on an equal playing field. You There's always going to be that one guy that thinks that he is the most important thing in the, of the day, but everybody also loves the fact that uh your '69 Chevy pickup truck is as important as somebody's 2024 Bugatti. It's all a car world, and it's just your personal preference. Yeah.
0: Uh, on your on your kind of you know the history that you ha- have have and, and with classic recreations on your travels because I know you guys have sold cars all over the world with that. Um, was there a favorite country or a favorite car car cultured place that you
1: went to? I was lucky enough in 2019 uh, to go to uh, Saudi Arabia. We were invited over to the world's first car expo. For the longest time, Saudi Arabia didn't allow aftermarket products on their, on their imported vehicles. And so in 2019, we were uh, one of the 30 elite builders that got invited by the king to go over to Saudi Arabia. And again, I'm from Yukon, so I've never imagined anything like this at all. So, uh, last minute change of plans. Jason was supposed to go, and due to a medical condition, I was the only guy here that actually had an active passport. <laughs> so Jason said, hey, listen, we've got two cars going over there. Get on the plane. You're going. And so uh, the culture in Saudi Arabia, so different, than, of course, than here to Oklahoma, but it, it was overwhelming as far as how Cool, Saudi Arabia was and how they treated us almost kind of like royalty ourselves walking around And uh, but that, that was really really neat um, car wise car culture Florida is probably uh, the best car scene is when you go and you, you're getting to hang out with other car builders and things like that that's that's a lot of fun and I know it's, it's just here in the US but Florida is a pretty cool place to go yeah
0: yeah, I haven't been
1: to Saudi Arabia
0: yet, but uh, I want to go. And it just—you're right—it just seems like they, uh, they, they don't skimp on anything over there, do they? See? Everything they
1: do is to the nines. It was it was a very it was a great experience for sure. Yeah, how was the flight over there? Well, I got to fly first class. Oh, yes, yeah, so yeah. I it was very. I had a nice TV and a, a bed, and I, you. yes, the, the the king paid for all, all three. So it was a I, I got to to tell that story, yeah. and I even took. I took photos of my pl- the seat in the plane because I've never got to do anything like that again. But yeah. it, I think it was a thirteen or nineteen hour flight, and literally I had like a, my own little office. Yeah. So it wasn't bad at all.
0: God, sign me up for that. Yes. That's, especially when it's paid for by the kings.
1: Special shout out to Con Media for arranging that. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys, Dan Con. That's Kong. amazing. Uh, all right. So to the to the Dodge side of things. Um, you know, like I said, I saw the video, as did 43 plus other million people in, in you know, across social media. Um, and we talked a little bit about Dukes of Hazard. When I think of Dodge Charger, I think of the chase car and bullet. Sure. Um, yeah. And sadly, it crashing into something and blowing up in flames, and Steve McQueen, you know, driving off in the, into the scene, which is fine. But also, I think there's something to be said about just like how iconic, how menacing a Dodge Charger looks in black.
1: So Dodge is probably one of the iconic muscle cars. That, that's, you know, you talk about Chevrolet, you talk about Ford, and they, they have touring cars. They have, uh, but anytime you think about a Dodge, you think about that 60s era hot rod, muscle car, nothing but horsepower. That's, that's what it is. And that's what it is today. That's, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We're very fortunate that with the technology and the way that things are going electric, Dodge has tasked us, allowed us to continue the lineage of the brotherhood of Dodge. That's what they're coming about, the brotherhood of muscle. And so we're really excited that everybody that knows about a Dodge, they think about a Super B. They think about a Charger. They think about a Cuda. They think about these cars that, back in the day, that's the car you worked with with your dad. That's You got oil on your hands. You had... Uh, Uh, The the memories of sitting right there in a garage, yourself building these iconic horsepower-driven machines that are not electric by any means, and don't get me wrong, that's, that's somebody's, that's their company. For us, the visceral side of six hundred horsepower, the the lope of that engine when you started up that, that noise. Let's face it, a Dodge has the most iconic engine sound that there is. The the cam, the it's Just you can't mistake it at all.
0: Yeah. I'm I can't wait for Steve to take me for a ride later. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Already thinking about it. Uh
0: so, so earlier you touched on, on kind of how you got the licensing and, and just kind of came around super fast and, you know, you, 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 drive up there to, you know, to the event and out of nowhere, you've got your cars on, on the show floor and it's been unveiled and, and, you know, like it all probably happened super fast.
1: Our reputation had preceded us to yeah. where people knew the cars that we were building uh, previously were top notch, all aces. And when we were invited, it was kind of like a show. So we want to see what you want to do. What, what could you do with this opportunity? Um, and when we unveiled that car, it was kind of like we, we didn't know. The, the transition from what we were doing before to waking up, and then in two weeks, someone saying, hey, listen, here's an opportunity. Don't mess this up. We're going to give you a chance. Four months later having a finished rolling chassis, which is unheard of to begin with, Mike. First of all, to do, to do the R&D, to have the team that we have here uh, build and produce a car that was that was show quality in four months that the executives at Dodge then were overwhelmed and said, okay, well, this is where we want to go with the muscle car side of this. Direct connection is the hot rod. Version. There's no longer Mopar. Mopar is not nice direct connection. Well, the hot rod side of this, they were so excited about, oh, we want to do this, and we want you guys to lead this team. Uh, Things just happen for a reason, and I'm I'm all about karma, right things, right time, and within two weeks, getting opportunity to four months, finished car, to now, we're, uh, in fact, later today, we're being showcased in the Direct Connection catalog for 2024, so we're very excited.
0: Yeah. Yeah. T- talk a little bit about the team um, you know obviously you guys have been together for a lot you know a long time and, and, and you're like a family and you know obviously these guys are very skilled to put a car together in, in four months like that talk a little bit about the team Give you, I'm going to give you a chance to brag on the guys here because I, I just I, you know, I met all most of them and uh, they all seem like they got their head down working as hard and every day is the same
1: we are we're so lucky they're, they're, like I said there's myself there's eight other guys there's four guys in assembly we have two painters and two fabricators so everyone here, uh, they're the best at their trade. I'm not just saying that. You can't expect to have a, nothing against a, a kid getting out of OTEC or anything like that. that. That's a great starting spot. But everyone here from, uh, like I said, Daryl's our lead tech. We've got a wiring guy named Josh that, is, that can wire a, a space shuttle if he needed to to the two best painters. Uh, we've got a guy named Anthony Mann who uh, fabricates beyond belief when it comes to metal fabrication uh everyone here Brandon Furman Josh daryl Steve Smith who is like I said he's team number 1 he's uh Steve is the the fun of this place as far as right now he's our he's our celebrity to go from quiet and shy to now everyone to go oh that's the guy from the video uh very fortunate that the guys that we have assembled love being here I I said that earlier that they love being here I hope they do they've convinced me they do Uh, but I hate to say this but this place wouldn't be finale speed without our team without the guys that say okay listen it's not about just a 40 hour oh my gosh it's so much more than 40 hours especially during SEMA these are the guys that okay we need to put in a Saturday we'll be there on a Saturday We'll, we'll do what it takes we get early we stay late and they uh, they don't gripe about it at all. They're, they're excited about these projects that we're doing. And, and the client's like that. The, the, when a client comes in, it's important for the client to meet the team that's building. Not just me, the, the guy that's on the phone or things like that. But they get to walk around. They get to meet Steve. They get to meet uh, Joel. They get to meet Josh. They get to meet the team and so that the team, our guys, also knows Mike. They go, oh, I'm building Mike's 69 Camaro. In fact, uh, the SEMA car that we're building right now, uh, the client, uh, he's out of Ohio. He flew in, he met the team, and it's the candy carts and LT4 supercharged carts going to be in the TMI booth. It's absolutely it's insane. You, you got to see it. Yeah. One of the client's names, I'm not telling the client's name if that's okay. I'm not trying to be all sneaky. Uh, I don't know if he wants his name on the podcast, but he came in. And one of the selling features for him was meeting the guys, seeing the passion involved, seeing the—we build everything here in Yukon. I mean, literally, uh, the Brothers Composites out of Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin, they do the carbon fiber work for us. And they send us that product in pieces. There's 13 pieces of carbon fiber that we assemble here in Yukon. Other than that portion of the build, everything is done here on site everything from paint, fabrication, final assembly, and then my fun job of trying to take it on a test drive and try to break it before a client will. But when a client comes in and he sees that guy over there putting an interior piece in and putting the windshields in or painting the car, when we paint the cars, every piece is taken off and painted individually before it's assembled. I think that it's cool that a client comes in and sees the team doing this and the team, the passion they have, the the work they put into it. Like you said, 2,500 man hours. That's probably a low number in all, in all reality because there's many things that we do two or three times because we didn't like the way that it turns out the, the first time. Our SEMA convertible that we're doing right now, it's probably had four different shades of orange put on it because after we paint it in a booth and then we take it outside in the sun, it has a different look. So there's lots of hours spent perfecting things before the public gets to see them. Yeah. But our painter, Brandon Jack, he is the pickiest guy in the world when it comes to, hey, how do you like the sheen of this, and how do you like the way this is going to be? In fact, this morning he came in and he was telling me, okay, should I break the, the rally stripe line an inch or an inch and a half? He's just the, the best at making sure everything is going to be because millions of people will see this car mm-hmm. at SEMA, so it's it's important for our little bitty company to be have our best foot forward
0: yeah definitely uh tell me talk talk to me a little bit about um kind of chris and the whole jay Leno video and how that comes about
1: funny story so i'm at SEMA, as we've talked about last year debuting the rolling chassis and uh there with an, another co-worker, and I, I see this guy hunkered down looking underneath, not just looking at the car, but examining the car. And I'm like, well, what the heck Because this? I, I kind of walk over there, and this guy stands up. He's got a ball cap on. He's got his backpack on and a water's hand. And uh, for two seconds, I'm kind of starstruck because it was Chris Jacobs. And as a child, I, again, told you I in the car business my whole life. I would go home on Wednesdays. I would watch overhauling and and see this I, again, I kind of alluded to, it, I've had some pretty fun cars in my life, but I always dreamed of maybe someone comes steal one of my cars to overhaul it in seven days and it'll be perfect. And lo and behold, I'm standing there last year looking at Chris Jacobs, the guy that was the star of overhauling. And I'm like, you're, you're Chris Jacobs. And he's, oh yeah. But he's the most down to earth, normal guy. I spoke with him yesterday on the phone. He's got a new little daughter that he's sharing videos with and he's having a blast with life. But we're sitting there, and he goes, so is this your car? And I said, I'm lucky enough to work with the the team that built this car, and yes. And we had a mutual friend in the car business that kind of gave him the—well, I was told to come look at this car. And so Chris came out. He saw the car. He liked what he saw. He liked Hearing our story of uh, small little group guys in Yukon, Oklahoma, he's a Mopar fanatic. Uh, I mean, he is Mr. Mr. Mopar. And excited about what this could be, but yet it was not, we didn't have the level. We didn't have Chris Jacobs' level. Mm-hmm. And he felt that, that he would uh, give us his attention. And next thing you know, his attention is giving us guidance in his opinion. And hey, why don't you guys try this? And he's opened up a lot of doors for us as far as vendors. Uh, we're now uh, exclusive with the Roadster Shop doing our chassis. We are now, uh, uh, we're using Toyo Tires. All contacts, garage, Garage and things like that. Dynamat is the uh, supplier for our sound deadening material. All connections that we wouldn't have had it not been for Chris Jacobs and, and the relationships that he's built. And that kind of goes back to relationships in the car business. He's been in this 25 plus years and knows everybody. But Chris does this... Uh, because he believes in us and he believes in what we have the potential to do. So he's actually gonna be our spokesman this year at SEMA. Normally, Chris Jacobs is the busiest guy at SEMA and he's representing 10 different brands or whatever. He has dedicated this entire SEMA show to just finale speed. He's gonna be hanging out with us, walking around. Um, we're lucky enough to have three cars this year, which is unheard of for a company our size to have three cars at SEMA. And so Chris is going to represent and be at all three booths throughout the four days of the SEMA show. So we're excited. And again, I'm humbled the fact that it's funny. I'm used to it now. It's, it's not as cool as it was. But when you're on your cell phone, you're you're sitting at home and your phone beeps and it says Chris Jacobs on it, and you push the like you, you don't answer the phone until your wife says, Oh, I know. Go ahead, answer the phone, it's Chris. There is that moment for the first six months of this that's like, I can't believe one of the guys that I've looked up to forever is not calling me just to see how my day went. Uh, And, and he does, he's a concerning uh, that he's wants to just make sure everybody's happy. He knows the guy's names. He's, Oh, Hey, tell me what's going on with uh, Brandon Furman. How's, you know, he's, he's just that guy.
0: Yeah. And the car, the car looks great on Jay Leno's, you know, garage episode and got, I mean, 30 minutes of, you know, Brent and you guys talking about uh, Jay and obviously Chris talking about the car and where it's coming from and all the carbon fiber stuff. And I mean, it's, great advertising for you guys
1: and then that that happened again because chris saying hey listen i've got a friend that that has some time at the jail so do you guys think you'd have a car we're like, oh my what we're, our car is going to be on the, the Jalen garage, of course and so yes chris was kind enough and i think they had a blast to, to hear some of the behind the scenes stories on the whole you know it's a 15 minute or 10 minute type of the left 30 minute episode but it took an entire day to film and do the still shots, and there's lots of shenanigans that go on behind that stuff. That I, I wish I could have been there for that. Say,
0: I'd love to be there for that yeah. too, just to kind of hear those stories. Um, you touched a little bit about taking three cars to SEMA. Tell me about it. What are you unveiling this year at SEMA?
1: Okay. So uh, the Charger that we took last year as a rolling chassis this year, and as you've seen on the video, it's actually a completed car. Um, It's going to be in the US Mags booth where we are debuting a special wheel. It's not on the car yet today, but those guys are coming out with a one-off special turbine wheel that will be in their booth. Uh, the candy red car the 69 camaro that uh, i've kind of people have seen different blurps on the internet and things like that that's going to be in the tmi booth and tmi has designed a new interior for that car it's going to be available for everyone after you see it at SEMA, but she'll be able to purchase that and it's a, a one-off everything so far that the, the guys at tmi worked with our our client and us to coordinate the paint scheme in with the interior so it's going to be a really neat unveil uh, but that's kind of there's been some pictures circulating out there the little teasers if you will on the candy coupe car our big exciting news that uh we're, we're gonna we're gonna break today mike uh the car that's gonna be in the dynamat booth okay. is the world's first ever 69 camaro convertible uh, the entire car out of carbon fiber. So it's gonna be in the Dynamat booth, it's gonna be a translucent orange like the old orange Camaros that people have seen in the past. Uh, it it will be the car talked about at SEMA this year with, again, there's a lot, of, a lot of cars out there, lots of Camaros, lots of Corvettes, lots of Mustangs, but no one has ever done a Camaro convertible. And so we're really excited to take an iconic car, fuse it with technology of carbon fiber this the technology that we're using as far as a drivetrain is a and this particular car will be the the candy cars are all LT4 supercharged cars this car is going to be uh, an LS, mm-hmm. uh, LS3 with a supercharge on it. So it, it, the engine won't be in the car, but the bill will be something that will be documented and really, really taking finale speed to the next level.
0: Yeah, and that, that's, that's you know, it's super exciting to, and obviously things have happened so fast for you guys, right, with everything that's happening. But the good thing is you have a team here that can adapt to that speed. 100 And put things in place and also take advantage of, you know, Chris Jacobs and been wanting to be involved, right? Because, you know, a lot of people might not be able to mobilize as fast as that. And you you, you guys have been doing this for a long time. You've got a very skilled team and you see opportunity and you're taking it.
1: uh, We're very lucky on every day. What we want to do is we're not thinking about Mm -hmm. today. We're not really thinking about tomorrow. We're thinking about, hey, where are we going to be in six months? and, And how do we get the cars to be... World-class car. How do we get? How do we build mm-hmm. the best muscle car out there? Yeah. We want. We want to be the company that other companies want to be.
0: Yeah. Well, and and also, I think we we talked about this uh, as we walked around. Is you know to keep the guys busy, even though you know when. They're always busy, but you guys do restorations as well.
1: We do. So um, if you've
0: got people listening that say, "Hey, my you know, my granddad's car is still around and it's not, you know, it needs to be fixed up," then you know, it's not just a you know half a million dollar carbon fiber Dodge Charger that you guys sell. Like you guys are, have other aspects to your business too.
1: Exactly, and that and that keeps it fun around here as well. As far as. Uh, Right now, there's a a C10 pickup truck we're working on. There's a a 69 Jaguar E-Class. There's a 68 Camaro, although it's not one that we built. We're restoring that the client actually had access to the supercharged LT5 Corvette engine. That was a one-year-only car. So this particular car, we're shoehorning in a 900-horsepower LT5 in a 68 Camaro. We're currently working on an 80 uh, Ford Bronco, the big, the big Broncos. So you, you never know what you're going to see here and the guys love it because the thing's never going to get boring. that's for sure. Um, but I had told me a long time ago, the car you buy is important, but where you buy your car from is the most important thing. And I, I'm proud to say that everything we touch here is touched out of passion and innovation. And we strive the fact that we do it right, and we do it right the first time. Yeah. it's pretty simple.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, tell me a little bit about um, you know just just I guess you get the engines from Dodge, is that right?
1: Oh, the Dodge. Yeah, so everything we're licensed by Dodge. So yeah. it actually has a, a three year, thirty six thousand mile warranty, manufacturer's warranty on the engine and transmission drivetrain package. Okay. You can buy some. Of, I alluded earlier to uh, the work on the twenty twenty four. Direct connection. You can buy this car, believe it or not, through Dodge. If you go to in Ohio at a Dodge power broker, you can go in and they'll say, "Okay, listen, you can have your carbon fiber 1970 Charger built, put in your order at a Dodge store, which is unheard of." Mm. For normally, you have to contact us, or and that still works great. But let's say you're a Dodge dealer and you want one of these on your showroom floor, then yes, it has an actual SKU number from Direct Connection, and you can buy just a rolling chassis. You can buy this car in different, three different stages. In other words, just the body. You can buy a partially assembled car, or you can buy a, a complete turnkey car through Dodge. Cool. Uh, and it is neat. The, the, the Camaros uh, come with a crate LT4 supercharge, so there is a warranty, manufacturer's warranty on the engine for the Chevrolet side of this. But all the components, and a lot of the components that we use are fabricated here, or they're one-off pieces. So what we have, what finale speed, what we're famous for is our customer service. And we stand behind this product. So the fit and finish on the cars that we're building, it's lifetime. It's not, a, if you had a problem with one of the cars uh, six years from now, the relationship that we have with the clients is more important to us than anything else. Anything else. Customer service number one. So the warranties and uh, I'll call it components used are the best there is. So we stand behind that for sure.
0: What's uh, what's the future plans? What's the goals? Where where do you see it? Where do you want it to go? And you know, this is some. This isn't just a job for you. Obviously, this is this is your lifestyle. This is a passion. This is something you want to do until you can't lift a finger anymore. I get that feeling from you. Um, Where I mean, what what do you want to do? How many cars do you want to build? Do you want to like? Is it
1: I mean, yeah, we, we, always we're going to take more. this. You're, there's sure. always one more car yeah. you want to build. There's always one more. Yeah. No, uh, to be honest with you, we are. The key is innovation. We're always trying to, what's the next car that somebody else hasn't done? What's the next thing that people are going to be talking about? And, yeah, we have two or three different type cars that, that we're kind of throwing back around. Our our investors uh, that are thinking, ooh, this would be neat because right now I'm 50. And at this point in my life, what were the cars that were cool to me? What did I have a poster of now? Because now my generation, we're to the point where we can have that third or fourth or fifth toy car that's not uh, feasible back when we were children. So now how do you take that car? How do you modernize that car? And then how do you make that car stand out to other car builders? How do you become iconic in the car building industry. And that's what we're shooting to do.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Finishing up, what is, um, I mean, I got two questions. Uh, What is your favorite driving memory of all time?
1: Favorite, okay, I was probably six years old, seven years old, so that's a long time ago. My father had a 67 Corvette big block convertible. And again, I've grown up thinking muscle cars and I just loved cars, but the, the, on the scariest time ever was in Midwest City, Oklahoma my dad in this hot road showing out to me I'm going to show off my six year old kid how powerful this car is four speed car back then it was probably a 400 horse high. -high. the horsepower is different back then and he gives this car all the gases, floors this car, he's going through gears, and this, the accelerator sticks, and he doesn't know what he's going to do. And he, right, ah, this car is just revving whip. All he knows to do is take the car out of gear uh, and grab the, the emergency brake to stop the car. But I looked at my dad, and as a child thought, okay, I'm going to do something with fast cars. I, I want to have that acceleration rush yeah. for the rest of my life. And that, that was one of those moments when I said, I like fast cars. And so that's that's probably a defining moment yeah. for me. Uh,
0: last question. Um, if you could buy one car uh, right now, no matter, it doesn't matter how much money it is, one car, what would you buy?
1: 1970 carbon fiber Dodge Charger <laughs> right here, finale speed, that's right. It, it's available and I can have it in your garage in one year, yes. The 70 Dodge oh. Charger probably probably is a uh, as most of my friends know I, I do like corvettes just because they're they're fun cars but as far as an iconic muscle car that i do think uh defines an era you can't beat a dodge charger it does define a a muscle car truly is
0: yeah well jd it's been an absolute pleasure um Thanks for taking me around. Thanks for sharing some great stories. Uh, can't wait to see what you guys do. Can't wait to see the response at SEMA. Um, this will go out after SEMA, so I'm excited to see the reaction you guys get from the uh, you know the world's first um, convertible carbon powered Camaro. It's gonna be amazing. Thank uh, you for
1: coming out and, and, and yeah.
0: seeing the place. I'm pumped. Uh, and for people listening, go follow uh, Finale Speed. I'll put the Instagram in the link down below as well as the website. And um, yeah. It's right here in Yukon, right on Route 66. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.Oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, do most of my old changes down there have a cup of coffee hang out down in Al reno it's a good spot to go and not only are they great friends but they provide a great service so for over 60 years a third generation family owned oklahoma business down in Al reno they're also in bethany as well so people in the bethany area know the diffies really well but if you're looking for anything new used um, ford lincoln or whatever. I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffyFord.net, and then on Instagram at Ford Lincoln. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us, and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform, and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.